there has been thinking about sports and how and when they will ever return. Well, it seems like we're getting closer because the NHL became the first pro league to officially announce their return to play plan. Hey everyone, it's Courtney Lachlan and I'm here to break all this down for you and I could not be more excited that we're here talking about the NHL and who better to join me to talk about all this than my dad. Who's that? Really? <laughs> I'm well, gonna break this down? Yeah, I figured we'd get you some work. Wow, we've been watching TV. <laughs> we were waiting for this announcement Tuesday afternoon. Isn't this great? This is awesome. So, Dad, you and I were sitting around the TV and saw all the tweets coming in on Tuesday that the NHL was going to have an announcement about their return to play. What are your first thoughts? I know there's a lot. Yeah. My first thoughts are best news I've heard in about 10 weeks now. Uh, I think what I heard was a very well educated plan that if things align health-wise, hockey could return. And, and to me, safety is first and foremost for all of us. And I think the NHL has went out of their way to put together a document and a plan that sets the standard for pro leagues. I think the most transparent that we've seen from a yes. league commissioner. For sure. Um, and just very well thought out. Let's kind of get right into it. The NHL regular season is done. Good news for some sure. Cats fans out there. Alex Ovechkin, now a nine-time Rocket Richard winner, the most goals in an NHL season. Amazing. Tied, Isn't that something? He did tie David Pasternak. That's all right. He's tied another guy, I think, before Stamkos or somebody in his career for the Rocket Richard. I'm good with that. Alex was on a roll. Alex has had a tremendous season. So kudos to him. He gets another Richard. Do you think, I might be putting you on the spot yep. here, that that's going to hurt his chances of, meeting Gre of reaching Gretzky's goal? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, what is it, 10 or 12 games, he would have still had a chance to rack up more goals, to rack up another 50-goal season. Right. But I think we've all got to be proud here in the DMV of Alex Ovechkin's season once again because a lot of people had him written off several years ago that this guy will never get to 50. Well, he's at 48 in one of the toughest times to score goals. So he'll carry that into the playoffs in the first round. One other note about the Washington Capitals is they have now won their fifth straight Metro division, the first time in franchise history. The Capitals as an organization, and I've been here since 1982, have become the most consistent franchise, racking up season after season with big numbers, winning championships. And on another player's side, John Carlson for Norris, mm -hmm. and to me, he should win it. Uh, to me, he's a front runner. So a lot of big accolades for the Caps as the season is over. But now we've got some cool stuff to talk about in their phase-in plan. Yeah, so let's get into the return to play plan because there are a lot of things. that There was a document even that came out earlier this week, a 29-page document. That was a hard read, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was... Might have been the most reading that I've done in a really long time. You see, time. And I skimmed it, Court. I need the what's that? No, called? you got my Cliff's notes because yeah, I was that's what I need to you. I forget what it was called, Cole's notes, when I went to high school in Cliff's Toronto. Notes. I know, but it was called Cole's notes because that was the store that put them out. But now it's oh. Cliff's notes. I could have used a three-page document for that twenty-nine page yeah. we're putting out. 
But that really set the tone for the announcement, I think, on Tuesday because it talked about the ability of players voluntarily to come back mm -hmm. if the area you live in is available and has passed the civil and all the things that they need to do to get into a rink in the situation that they can practice in units of six and the guidelines for the safety for the players and everyone involved, all the way down to the cooks that are there mm -hmm. and how they dispense stuff is amazing in that document. Let's get into the other two phases because phase three, they say, is going to start no earlier than July 1st, which basically is training camp. And the players, I think, all want at least a couple weeks, two to three weeks of training camp. I think it's going to be three weeks because they've been off the ice a long time, Court. They can do all the rollerblading all the lifting and working out with their kids and all the stuff they're doing, <laughs> but it doesn't replicate skating. And they need that three weeks. So that will hopefully be the first half of July. Phase four is when the players will report to their hub cities. And it was announced that there will be two, which I found interesting, not mm -hmm. more than that. There will only be two hub cities where the teams will go to. Um, seven cities in the United States and three in Canada are being considered and Correct. it's going to come down to, and that's when training camp is over. They followed the guidelines set up in the regions that they're having training camp and it has to be safe. So for example, if Pittsburgh is not cleared they're going to have to find another place to train. Right. So there's still hurdles for each team. Same goes for the Caps in Virginia. Right. What is the Virginia governor and the local constituents going to decide about the safety of going to MedStar and all that stuff? So that plays into it. Phase four is really the guts because <laughs> now we see hockey. My guess would be late July, early August for this phase four, which is report to the hub cities. The one thing, though, is once we get into what you say... The hockey. Mm -hmm. Playoff hockey is going to look a lot different than how hockey fans have seen playoff hockey. They've really listened, I think, to the players and working together between the Players Association and the NHL. Number one, you want to put on a good product. You want to have a good plan. This will be the first time the NHL has had 24 teams make the playoffs. It's always been 16, so you're going to have... A lot of cities very happy that their mm -hmm. team and their fans' team get a chance at postseason hockey. It's going to be a little different. The Caps get a bye, which is great news. Way to go once again. <laughs> They'll be top four in the Eastern Conference, but they will have meaningful games to determine their seeding. Right. So that's going to be a cool aspect of it because I was worried about that personally because I thought, well, the teams that get to play the three out of five tournament to get into the playoffs, as we know it, would have more hockey under their belts. Right. And that, to me, wasn't fair to the four winners in the East and the four winners in the West. And I think they've come to a good compromise that they're going to play meaningful games. The top four teams in each conference will play together in a qualifying round, and they will each play each other once to determine how they get seeded those top four teams. So, for example, in the Eastern Conference, you've got Boston, Tampa, Caps, and Philly. Those four teams will play each other in a round robin. I like it. It's like... 
youth hockey tournaments, right, Court? When you used to go to youth hockey tournaments. Is, yeah, and you play each team once, and every single game means something. Correct. Yep. I like it. Then you go to the 5 through 12 teams. Let's just start keeping on the Eastern Conference. They each play each other, I think, in a best 3 out of 5. It will be 3 out of 5 because they want to also get all these playoffs in. We know it's probably going to go to September, October. Right. Probably October. And they want a full season next year, which is another newsworthy note. Is they want to hoist the Stanley Cup, but they also want to play a complete 82-game schedule next season. The biggest question, I think, after running through all of these things, and the NHL has still yet to figure out how they're going to do this, is once the qualifying round is over, so the top four teams in the conference play each other and five through 12 play each other to get to eight teams. Correct. Do you reseed or do you put the teams in a bracket? I've always been craving reseed. I like that idea. It gives the four big boppers... For the season they have all had the right criteria. I wish at the end of the season they would seed everybody 1 through 16. And if the Caps played Edmonton mm -hmm. and they were 16, so be it. You play Edmonton. Mm -hmm. I know they want rivalry. They want local. They want travel cut down and all that stuff. But in this situation, with 24 teams making the playoffs, you know there's going to be upsets, right? There's going to be teams winning when they probably shouldn't, and they're going to beat a team that should be one of the better teams in the playoffs, which is what we all crave. We're going to have some knockouts early, which is fine. But I think the reseeding is something I'm going, to, I'm going to push for, and I know for a fact the players and the Players Association have voiced their opinion. The players, that was their preference was the reseeding, and that the NHL said possibly the bracket, and at the end of the day, it probably would come down to the player's decision. I think so. I, yeah. I think the player, you've got a give and take in this situation, right? This could be something really good to experiment with and try. One of the things that everybody always talks about is home ice advantage in the playoffs. Right. How is that going to work out? They're also going to have to learn how to play without fans, mm -hmm. which is difficult for a player. Don't tell, don't let anybody tell you that when you're on the ice, you don't hear the fans when they're in an uproar about your good play, a good forecheck, a good penalty kill. You feed off that stuff. So to me, that's something the players are going to have to figure out mentally to get ready for this run. But the thing is, the NHL wants to have the Stanley Cup hoisted this year. And I, I, I think that's very important. I, I think it's something that we can all look forward to as long as it's done safely. And, and I think the NHL has put in so much time, so much effort with doctors and civic leaders and cities that if we get through this and we are allowed now to do these type of situations, the NHL will play for a Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. But I also look at the other side, you know me, that this plan may all go up in smoke. <laughs> but I was happy they stepped up. You said at the top of the show, Court, you used the word transparency. The NHL has been on the front lines of any sport, pro sport, talking about how they're planning things out. And their plan is exquisite. We're obviously very excited for the news in the What do you Lachlan. mean? We get to work? Yeah, <laughs> work true. is good well, part. I mean, work is we good. Have, we have had a lot of time off, Dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there would be no more than 50 personnel of each team traveling. So, again, still a lot of questions. See, and I include myself in that oh. 50. <laughs> 
But I He's essential personnel. <laughs> but I think that's uh, no. no. But you've got eight weeks for to get in shape for broadcasting. Here we go. And let me get my broadcaster <laughs> voice ready. You're ready, gal. Well, That's we right. are so nice excited. Yes. Nice stuff. Oh. Hopefully exciting stuff happening with the NHL. And thanks for listening to Courtney and Craig coming live from our basement. Yay! Yay!